Welcome to our podcast. We are excited to share what we have for you. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to We the Meeple. Ryan, it hasn't been too long since I've been over here. It seems like I'm over here quite a lot, but this weekend was kind of busy for the both of us. Just want to make sure you're doing okay. What's going on? What's new? Anything you want to share? Oh, I'm doing great. Life is great. Good. The weather's great. No complaints. That's awesome. Yeah, the weather's been pretty good. I know you had some things you had to take care of this weekend. Um, I had to do some things as well, but I'm glad we can get together, sit down and, and do another episode of our podcast. And today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite games that we tend to play every time we get together. And this game is called Welcome to. We got to make sure that we introduce ourselves. Kind of be weird if we did a podcast without you guys knowing who we are. So my name's Logan. My name's Ryan. And we are shooting this podcast from Utah. Kaysville to be exact. Kaysville, Utah, down in Ryan's basement. We're excited to share this podcast within our gaming lounge. We have played multiple games down here and we're excited to share what we know, why we like it, what we do, what's so special, all the above. As we've been talking about, our game today is called Welcome to. Super exciting game. It's based in the 1950s, kind of like a perfect neighborhood. You get to set up your own subdivision, make sure that everything runs properly. A little bit easier than that. But the, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the game board was if you play video games, the game Call of Duty has this map called Nuketown. Have you heard of it, Ryan? Yes, I know Nuketown. Okay, good. So that's what I thought of because it's kind of perfect, making sure that everything's all organized. And this is how the game is set up. But you get to decide the fate of your neighborhood, what correlates with what. And, and it's just... Uh, whether it gets nuked or not? I don't know about... I guess you can. You can name it Nuketown if you want to. It. You can name your, your city. But it's just one of those games where you decide what happens. You get to make your own game board. And you, I guess, at the end, decide what happens with what. Correct? Yeah. Sweet. So let's dive in. Let's talk about more of what type of game this is, how we play it, what we do. All right. Welcome to is considered a quote-unquote roll-and-write game um a lot of people call it a flip-and-write game because you're not rolling dice but you're flipping cards and you have your own each person has their own game board uh, which is three rows of houses and then there's a big deck of cards that have numbers one through 15 um, and then on the back side of every card there's one of six i call them powers i don't know what else to call them um, but options of things you get to add to your city or town or your rows of houses. Um, so there's always three piles. You always have three numbers to choose from and then a corresponding option uh, with each of those numbers. So for to start off, there's parks. And parks help beautify that little row of houses that they're on. Um, gives them some vegetation uh, um, oomph. some oomph um, and is an option that you can take if that is one of the three options um, they give you points depending on how many parks you put in the row depends on how many points you get in that row they can escalate uh, add up pretty quickly so it's always a valid option uh, the second one are pools some of the houses in each row have pools in the backyard. If you use the corresponding number with a pool, you can outline the pool in the back, which means you build the pool. Um, if you use the number and there's no pool in the backyard, you don't get the pool points. And in my opinion, you always build a pool 
when you have the option to build a pool. Never pass up a pool. So those are good ones to do. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, the next one are little construction fence, orange. They're not cones, but construction things. Those allow you to either add or subtract one or two to the number. Um, so if the card shows a six, that six can be a five or a four, or it could be a seven or an eight, giving you some flexibility with that. And then who's whoever is used the most of those construction orange things at the end of the game will score seven points, second most four points, third most one point. Um, so it can definitely help you in a bind uh, because I forgot to explain the whole point of the game is you're filling in these houses with numbers. They have to go in ascending order. You can't repeat any numbers. Um, you can skip numbers if you want. So if you want a one, four, seven uh, in your row of houses, that's totally fine as well. But you can't repeat numbers unless you use the red mailbox called Biz, B-I-S. Uh, it's in essence creating a B of a number. So an 8B, a 9B. So if and it allows you to, as well to put down two numbers or finish two houses uh, in one turn, which normally you can't do. So if the card shows a nine and it has the biz mailbox, you can put the nine wherever you want, and then you can create a second of another number as long as there's an opening to the right. So if you have a uh, opening next to a one you want to use, you can make it a one B. You have an opening next to a 12, you can make it a 12B. Yeah, usually you don't tend to go for those. Those are not something you strive to get. But it does help out if you get stumped, if you kind of messed up putting a sum of numbers in a row and you messed up on, on a 7 and you put an 8 and it was supposed to be a 6, kind of like that. You want to use that as a backup. But it does help. It also does some damage at the end if you use a lot of them. So it's helpful, but not helpful, but also helpful, just depending on what type of gameplay you want to do. Yeah, by damage, he means negative points. Correct. Whereas a lot of these, well, all of these other ones are going to give you positive points at the end. So, so that's the biz. Uh, the next one are three purple coins. I like to call them investments. So the a big part of this game is you creating groups of houses with fences, which is the last thing. Um... But before I go into that in more detail, in investing, you invest in groups of houses. So in groups of two or three or four where there's fences blocking them off or separating them. So you can invest if you think you're going to build a lot of groups of four. Then you invest in the fours. All your groups of fours are worth more at the end of the game. Um, so that is good and helpful and can also rack you up a lot of points at the end. And then the last thing, like I mentioned, are the fences. And the fences are what you're using to um, create groups of houses. So, And that's important because at the very beginning of the game, which I forgot to explain, you put out three kind of a, objective cards. And those three objectives are things you're working towards because they're going to get you lots of points as well. But they can also determine what groups you want to build, what you want to invest in, and kind of your strategy and plan throughout the game. With those objective cards, if you don't complete them, they won't hurt you. It's just a good way for something to work towards to get extra points because if you get it first, you get more points than the than someone that gets it the next turn after you or the next turn after that. So it's always good to up your score, get the most points because like Ryan said, at the end of the game, 
it's up to whoever has the most points that wins. And you're trying to figure out the best arrangement of, what did we call these symbols? Powers. Powers. Whoever arranges those the best on their map obviously will win. And it's just a a way of strategy of what you want to place. If you want to use a pool, if you want to use a orange traffic thingy, if you want to put a f park or a forest within your neighborhood. Just depends on how you want to play. Yep. And the game ends one of three ways. Um, one way is if a person has no more houses to put numbers in. A second way would be if someone completed all three of those objective cards. And then the third way would be uh, if there are turns where you cannot place one of the three numbers you have a choice of, then you have to mark a little section on your card. If you do that three times, um, you'll first have negative five points as part of that, but then that also triggers the end of the game. Um, as far as length of game, uh, the box says 25 minutes. I'd say that's fairly accurate. Um, it's definitely faster the more you've played it. Um, Logan's got some comments on game length. Yeah, that's we just end up having a game night, and it took us a lot longer than we expected. When, we, when me and Ryan get together uh, by ourselves or with other people, it usually, it usually takes us 25 to 30 minutes, just depending on the card flipping. But if you play with someone that's new and you have to explain the rules and they don't understand the gist of the game, it, it could take up to 45 to an hour. And that kind of gets aggravating because you're used to that quick pace, card flipping, writing, doing your matches if you're advanced in the game, which doesn't take too long. I think after one game, you become aware of what happens and what needs to go on. Yep. Uh, in the gaming world, Logan, there's something called AP. Okay. It's called analysis paralysis. Uh, so that is definitely something that can happen. It shouldn't because you really only have three options. Um, but like you said, we experienced that just recently. Sweet. I think it's kind of pretty self-explanatory once you get the game. I know it's hard to picture this or analyze it over a podcast. But once you get it, it's very self-explanatory of what the cards do, what you need to do with them, how the game board's set up. Um, this game really doesn't get monotonous, but... For those people who want a more more challenge or more difficulty or a just different type of gameplay, is there anything else out there, Ryan, for this game? So there is a, in the main box you buy, there's a couple options. Uh, one is a solo variant. So if you just want to play by yourself, uh, it's just a matter of putting all the cards together, flipping over three. There's a little special card you put ha about halfway through the deck and you try to complete the objectives before you reach that card. Um, I've done it a few times. I've enjoyed it, honestly. It's been fun, a good way to pass the time besides sitting on my phone, um, allow me to try different strategies, different ways to score good points, and honestly, I was undefeated until just barely. So One more um, kind of variant that comes in the box is what's called cul-de-sacs. We've never played with that, but what that allows you to do is put a cul-de-sac in between your houses and then allows you to start your numbers over um, so you can start with low numbers again so a lot of games usually too have expansions and I wouldn't say welcome to does have an expansion because you're not really adding to the game but they have different neighborhoods or different game styles you can play with it as me and Ryan were texting back and forth the other day we found uh, a Halloween style we found a zombie style we found a Las Vegas style so there's a lot of different game boards 
you can buy and apply to the same game that you bought. So I don't know if it's an expansion, but it's also a new type of game board to try your strategies in a different way. Also adding different rules. I guess for Halloween, you're trying to get houses for trick-or-treating, stuff like that. So it's just, if you want to try something new after playing Welcome To for a while, which we might end up doing getting a new game board, go look at the different expansions that they have. Just type up Welcome To Game Boards and you'll find it out. Yep, some of those come out this year. Um, the Vegas one, I believe, comes out 2020. So, Or some people have them already because if they backed it on Kickstarter, I think they already got them. Cool. But they should be coming to regular local friendly game stores here in the next little bit yeah probably not walmart probably not target but check out amazon or check out your game store like ryan said so let's talk about some cons or negatives of the game you first me first ah there's not there's not too much after this weekend i found a con in the game but that's not really our fault or the game's fault it's just i guess the people you're playing with um one con i would say for me is I'm a very organized, detail-oriented person. And so for me to have three choices to pick, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but for me it is. And so it's hard for me to decide which is the best option. Do I go for a high number with a pool or a low number with a park? Or use a construction orange item to lower or higher the number? So for me, that's my only con is the decisions that I have to make, but that's a personal choice. I don't think... Besides that, there's anything that I can say bad about this game. Yeah, uh, initially teaching it is a little bit hard because it's hard for them to grasp some of the concepts, especially if they're fairly new to games because um, it is very different and there's lots of diff just differences. And uh, like the investment one I explained is really hard for some people to grasp. And um, that's one of the, the few cons I can think of. Yeah, just like the startup of it, once it's hard to explain and say what each one does until you play it. After that, if you played it once, you're on a roll. Let's jump to the pros because this game has a lot of pros. One for me is the accessibility of playing the game over and over and over. And I don't think it gets monotonous. It is a great way to get a group of people together to play a quick game in a short period of time to be able to have fun and just press your luck yeah and there's a good amount of strategy in it i think um it's fairly easy to pick up once they've played it once or halfway through the first play they're starting to get the feel for it um it's very small easy to take with you um box is very compact it plays as many people as you have sheets for and that can see the three cards that get flipped. So even if you wanted to put a projector on it or whatever and do it bingo style with yeah. a whole room full of people at a um, family reunion, that's a possibility. Or if you just want to play with yourself, that's a possibility. Or with your family, that's a possibility. So uh, as far as group-wise, you can play with as many or as little people as you want. Yep, and another pro that I like is you're not waiting for people to take turns. Everybody is filling in their sheet as soon as the cards are flipped. So you might have to wait 10, 15 seconds, but that's better than waiting 
for six or seven people to take their turn. So once everybody's good to go, you flip over the next cards, figure out your next strategy, flip over the next cards, and keep going and keep going. And then by the end of the game, you're cruising through. You're just rolling. You're flipping, you're flipping, you're flipping, you're flipping, and then the game is over. So I love that a lot, how, how quick it is and how you don't have to wait for someone to take their turn. Yeah. And don't you love the artwork? I do. The artwork is fantastic. Fantastical. It's pretty great. I don't know. We tried to figure out who the artist was, and we did look it up, but she was... Her name is Anne Heidsick. I don't speak French, German. <laughs> she know. might be from the U.S., and I apologize. But she did a great job of designing the game and how it looks and making you feel like you're in the 50s because that's what it's trying to do. Do this nuketown, as we talked about, neighborhood, making it perfect, making sure that everything lines up, and you design it the way it does. And for me, that's a huge plus because I'm studying architecture, and so for me to build my own neighborhood and make it look the way I want to, that's what I'm studying, that's what I'm doing for a living, so it's great. Yeah, and there's just little things here and there, too, like on the cards, there's different animals walking by, or on some of the other cards, there's like, looks like coffee stains from a mug on them, so... Um, I, I like the little attention to details like that as well. Yeah, very, very detail-oriented when it came to designing the game of the gameplay and also to the artwork of this game. And I don't think we mentioned who this was by, so this is by Bin, Binote Turnpin. And also, I don't speak French, if he is French. I don't know, and I apologize. <laughs> but he did a great job with creating this game Welcome To. And I'm not sure if he has any other games out there, but if he does, check him out, and we'll make sure that we do and hopefully give a review on those. All right, so it comes down to that time where we give the game. That was our semi-drum roll on a table without a drum set. Anyways, we want to give a rating to this game to make sure that you guys understand why we like it so much. And if you decide to get it, if you decide to try it out, you're not going to go buy a one-star game or a... 2% game out of 100. We want to make sure that it's fair and you know what you're getting yourself into. So we haven't really come up with a rating system yet, but we feel like we will give it a... 9 out of 10 meeples. 9 out of 10 meeples. And that also probably converts to a, a 4 out of 5 stars on Uber, on Yelp, on Grubhub. I don't know how that's done. Um, maybe like a 95 out of 100 on a Rotten Tomatoes rating. It's a good game. We give four thumbs up. We love it. We enjoy it. We play it a lot. We never get bored with it. We just have a good time. It uh, It's a good social game. Yep. So if you have the opportunity, pick it up. It's fairly affordable too. I don't think we mentioned that. I think it's like $25. Um, so definitely affordable. Definitely well worth. You'll get your money's worth oh, yeah. out of the play. Um, so look for it at your local friendly game store. Yeah, once again, this game's called Welcome To, and in parentheses it says your perfect home, you're creating this neighborhood. So we thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully we gave you insight of our knowledge of Welcome To and hopefully more games to come. And until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Logan. And we are, we, the Meeple. The Meeple. Peace.